0: so welcome it's great to be having this guest on um and do check us out every week every wednesday we'll be releasing new episodes of women just everyday women just like me and you um hearing their stories hearing their journey and just having real real conversations so please check us out every week uh from 8 p.m on wednesday uh for women working well uh real talk let's get straight into it and introduce our first guest. So welcome, welcome uh, to our fifth installment segment of Women Working Well with your host, Atim Henshaw. I'm so excited for this next guest that we've got on the show. It is Dr. Oprah Scott. Welcome, Oprah. How are you? Thank you. I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Great. No, it's great for you to be here. I'm so excited. So let's just get straight in. Um, So the question I ask all my guests, uh, how many hats are you wearing?
1: Um, I wear a hat as a granddaughter, a daughter, a wife, a mother, a doctor, a business owner. Yeah
0: i'll six. stop this. <laughs> nice thank you six hats you're wearing so i'm sure people are dying to find out a little bit about dr um scott and i'm sure the title already gives it away so please do tell some of our listeners a bit about yourself uh what you do how you how long you've been doing it and
1: what is the you know some of the things that you love about what you do so yeah i'm i'm a medical doctor which i have been for coming up to nine years now um how I came into it. As a child, I always thought I wanted to be a lawyer like my dad and the the greatest reason I could say I wanted to be a lawyer was because I could argue, well, (laughs) that was about it. But um, just um, after turning, how old was I? I think 12, at the age of 12, I was involved in a um, serious um, motor accident. I was knocked over by a motorbike and that was, definitely life-changing because that was nearly fatal and recovering and and understanding what had happened um from that experience was really impactful from on my life i had retrograde amnesia for about three weeks i had no idea of what had happened so it was very fascinating to me um understanding what had happened and how i was cared for in the hospital and coming around I'm sure of course it was traumatic for my family but from my eyes it was very fascinating to know what had happened and how resilient the human body was and that inspired me to change tack. and I said all right I want to study medicine and um and I thought you know what I want to really focus on the brain go down maybe neurology or neurosurgery path so in school I started paying more attention to science I'm really actually really great at maths. Um, so that was that, but I started focusing more on science because I said, okay, I want to do medicine. Pursued that, you know, went to med- medical school like most other people in university, had a great time, it had its challenges um, as expected, but had a great time and then pursued um, and then was pursuing a career in neurosurgery. Um, and was very passionate about that. Um, so I, you know, went through my um, stages of training after graduating foundation training as a doctor and then pushing on to specialist training. But
0: And just for those
1: who don't know what neurosurgery is about, what is new- neurosurgery? Okay, so neurosurgery is to um, do with surgery um, for the brain and spinal cord so for example a lot of things that could happen with the brain some people could have a bleed on the brain outside the brain neurosurgery neurosurgeons would be the one that would um evacuate the blood outside the brain to avoid pressure and decrease consciousness people could have tumors in their brain um and then the spinal cord the same thing it could be tumors or um could have um like discs is anything impacting on the spine that you need to relieve pressure from neurosurgeons would do that kind of surgery
0: so what is it that you love about what you do
1: yeah so um it's it's lovely it's lovely helping people um changing you know changing their lives for the better and making a better outcome it's always ever so satisfying when patients you know they really show their heartfelt gratitude. Um, And something that's, you know, that one might take for granted is the psychological impact of looking after people, making them feel well, making them feel um, happy, wanted. Those things we shouldn't take for granted because a patient's experience can really impact on their recovery, their speed of recovery and, kind of their outcome long term you know you have some people who have, who look back and have a really bad memory of a time they're in hospital oh they were awful when I had my appendix taken out and this and that and you know people talk about that and you know we may we may laugh on it but it's not nice whereas people who you know talk highly about a time when they were in hospital oh you know in hospital when they you know had surgery for cancer they were recovering they say the nurses were so lovely the doctor was amazing all these things it really lifts their spirit and impacts on you know their recovery their outlook in life um and then fight for more and that's really important to me you know something i didn't say before is as per the challenges of neurosurgery and not getting into that specialty i've gone in and moved on to general practice and i still get the same thing you know from patients who are so grateful for you know their well, you know their well-being improved by Mm. our support especially people with mental health problems which you know has just risen exponentially during this pandemic. Yeah,
0: and would you say those are some of the things that really just keep you driving you to continue to to be in this field of, of um, practicing medicine?
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. Because all of us, it's we all have we all have memories of day to day, and your memory of today or yesterday. Keeps you, you know, happy and packed or keeps you, or makes you feel drained. Yeah. So sometimes, when you know, there's some days when I can think about, you know, one patient in particular. They were so happy because they can see that. I'm you know I'm proactively trying to help investigate what their problem might be or um, or they just really feel like they've been listened to they're not alone and they share that with me that really comforts me and is a good memory Mm -hmm. just the same way a patient um, a patient complaining or speaking ill of me can really really upset me and, you know, and affect me even for a few days at a time. So yeah, definitely the good of it keeps me going. Nice, thank you. So let's go back a bit. I know you, you started
0: um, a little bit to kind of allude to your background, but what has your journey been like um, from when you left, you know, uni or rather well, a bit back, because I know obviously medicine, those are before uni, what, you know, you started to say that you want initially wanted to be a lawyer and then you had an accident and then it made you think about, you know, how resilient the body is and it made you kind of go into this this direction, into medicine. So just take us uh, a bit back and just talk to us about your journey. You've now said that you're now practising as a GP. So what did that journey look like?
1: So I think the journey in secondary school and college was straightforward enough to um, the challenges were no different from the next student who's just trying to juggle all their subjects for their GCSE, and um, I'm, I'm grateful to say that um, when I set my mind to something, I just stay focused on it. So I don't ever think there was a time in secondary school or college where I thought, "Oh no, this is too hard. I don't want to do um, medicine." And I, I think I. I think I give um, a lot of kudos to my parents that they raised us in a way that you set your mind to something, you stay focused, you push on with it. So school, college, despite whatever challenges one may feel, sometimes you're stressed, you've got too much work. It never really got in the way I pushed on with it. Then university, medical school, like I said, all in all, it was enjoyable because... Everybody in university, I think we all had fun, you know, you felt like an adult, you go to halls of residence, you know, you feel like you're standing on your own two feet or your own, you know, whether it's halls of residence or, you know, renting out a house or apartment with friends. And for those of us in medicine, whereas most people's degrees are three years, we're putting in in six years plus. So that is a long time of of a lot of fun because adult life is is demanding, but university, you're not yet taking on full adult life. So all in all, I enjoyed it. You know, all in all, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it had its challenges, but it's so funny because as I say to you, it had its challenges. I'm really trying to think about, you know, a particular, encounter that maybe was awful and really and truly that was not the case please don't please don't get me wrong there were challenges (laughs) where you feel like oh my god am I gonna finish this coursework and have time (laughs) for these exams but you know that you know pain or distress doesn't define my university journey just a lot of fun a lot of learning a lot of lifelong friends um that it was just what it was challenges are always going to be there in life you just you know you ride with it so university was a whole lot of fun many years of fun yeah nice thank
0: you so as you are i currently uh, a doctor um, specializing in general practice practice how, practitioners how do you say that again general practice yeah general practice. general practice um what is the goal what is the end goal for you if there is an end goal
1: um well the it's not the end goal, I think the journey is what matters more and um, it's just continuing to work, but family life is what, um, family life is really more of the joy and the goal of what I want to achieve. You know, I'm, I have a husband and a daughter and um, you know, with time, our family may go on and expand and enlarge. And at this stage, being a mother, my focus is really on wanting to provide the best for my daughter and my children um you know however that looks the best education um possible to them the best opportunities as you know based on their desire their wants and desires Um, so with life it would just be a matter of continuing working and um opening my eyes That. opportunities that come along in my working life that makes it um more exciting because a lot of times things you know you can be a bit mundane go to work come home go to work come home and then the joy that you find in life are the things in between Mm. um which is to do with the time you spend with family
0: how would you? I mean, how do you balance all of that, family and work life? I can only imagine that the, um, the demands at your your work your life is, is is quite demanding. So, how do you balance family
1: time? Yeah. So um, yeah, that word balance is a continuum. Mm. It's um, the way I may find balance in these next six months will be different from the next six months and. Something that I've realised with balance is, sometimes to get that overall balance, you're gonna go through periods of imbalance, you know? Go through periods where I'm working double time, go through periods where I'm at home more often. Balance is a continuum. At all times, it's not always gonna be balanced. Sometimes I have to sacrifice family time by putting in more work time, more overtime, whether it be that based on the demand of work whether whether it be that based on demand of finance getting extra finance for a particular goal um so i think i i try to be i try to be gentle with myself in regards to in regards to balance like for i'll i'll give you an example i'm you know currently on annual leave and it's much needed i just need to relax and recuperate but then i find myself feeling guilty sometimes in the day saying shouldn't i be doing something and i have to just keep on saying to myself it's okay this is part of the balance which is <laughs> relaxing not doing anything dozing off you know in the middle of the day and you know letting that in okay so i i'm not too i'm not too harsh on myself and being this model perfect person at all times yeah thanks for sharing that so like what 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 top tips
0: would you have to that woman who is just juggling work juggling the many hats that women wear what top tips Mm -hmm. would you would you share with that woman in just maintaining balance
1: yeah um a good statement that i could say is something has to give something always has to give Um, there's that good old question can she have it all I say yes she can but it may not always be at the same time sometimes her focus may be on her family and that could be not just your nucleus family of husband and children sometimes it might be focusing on your parents your Mm -hmm. grandparents helping to sort some things out sometimes it's just focusing on your nucleus family Um, sometimes it's focusing on your career development Um, and you have to take that in consideration with you and your husband he may be focusing on his career development and you might go through a phase of a year where you know he's focusing on certain exams, certain courses, and it's a bit too much to ask for both of you to be doing that, Mm. if also their children in the house and just saying, okay, fine, this year, well, these next six months, we might be focusing on mine. Next year, we may be focusing on my husband's development. Um, So just realizing that something has to give and it is okay it's okay to yeah. say at this period, we're just going to focus on this or we're going to put more of a percentage of time and focus on one particular area of our lives. Um, and just know it takes time. It takes time to build and develop. Yeah, That's definitely something I'm learning as I'm getting older. And I love what you said about,
0: you know, you just mentioned to us that you're on annual leave and it just being okay for you to rest i mean you'd you, you be just you know us women like we always want to be moving and doing something but you know it's a, it's good to be kind to yourself and to recuperate your body and uh, i feel that's that's really really um great that you just share that with us so thank you
1: yeah i'll give you a very quick example Go for it. i remember being in the sauna with my friend and her mum and we were talking and i just kept on talking oh, i think we're in the steam room and i just wouldn't be quiet and then i didn't have anything to say and i was like i just don't know what to do with myself <laughs> and they were like relax we're in the sleep <laughs> <laughs> oh that true that true that oh <laughs> well, great
0: um what would you say some of the lessons have been along the way
1: um, some of the lessons been along the way that you have to put in the work to get what you want You have to put in the work to get what you want and the more you put in earlier the easier things are I realized that in university um some in certain areas whether it be in physics or something if I maybe understood concepts better at an earlier stage it would have made learning certain things easier and also in adult life realizing that it takes time to build what you want for your family, what your ideal is. And that time is not six months, one year, two years. Sometimes it's 10 years, 20 years. <laughs> you need to put the time in, you know, and it's about being patient. It's about being patient. Yeah. And I think just patient, in particularly in this, our,
0: our generation, where we fall under the millennials. So mm. <laughs> speak to that a bit, you know, in terms of just patience and the power of being patient as you are building.
1: Yeah um one one wanting everything wanting everything now it's just that's just not the reality you know we can call (laughs) ourselves whatever whatever age group or range you fall in you're millennials you're this you have to follow the laws of the earth you are (laughs) you will be bound to it no matter what What let me ask you you a question is is there is there are there some things that you can have now yes but the things The things you can have now may not last for a long time. There's Mm. getting, and then there's maintenance. And maintenance is a continuum. So Mm. it could be anything you could say you want to get. I don't know what you would... I I can't... It could be anything, whether it be you saying, I'll get in a house, a car, materialistic things. You then need to maintain Mm. that lifestyle. You need to maintain that, you know, level... Of you know financial investment, you know whatever it, it could be. i not. I can't think of anything specific, but it takes time. And you know, saying I want something, that's the difference now between adult life and as a child. As a child, oh, I want a sweet, I want a chocolate. That's a, that's a momentary pleasure. But as an adult, you start finding that the things you want are more long lasting, and the more long lasting things take a little bit longer to work towards and and take the rest of your adult life to maintain yeah oh, I think that's wise words wise words
0: uh Dr Scott <laughs> um something that's coming to my mind it's uh it's about your journey as a doctor and I would love for you to speak to your um younger self who was just starting perhaps at a level um deciding to become a doctor what would you have what would you have hoped to have heard from somebody as you was as you was preparing to take this route to become a doctor that you you'd never heard? Or, or let me rephrase the question: What would you like to say to somebody who's about to enter that path of following medicine um, in terms of just prepare? You know what they would prepare for, some of the things that they should look out for. What would you
1: say to them? Um, no experience is wasted. Hard work will never fail you. So put the time in and you will reap the rewards um, and you will con- and, and something that's great is you will continuously reap the rewards of the decisions that you make, the effort that you put in so just keep on pushing and giving it your best you will you will be grateful to your younger self as you get older for some of the wise decisions you make mm. okay. and my final question uh What would you
0: say you would like your legacy to be?
1: Um, My legacy to be one of a woman who provided the best for her family and improved their quality of life and let that be something that is intergenerational. That my children, my grandchildren and further will realise that their starting foot was higher than mine Because of things that me, their father, my husband, their grandfather put in place to really give them a great stepping stone to, you know, thrive further in life. Mm, Thank you. I know this, I said that was going to be the last question,
0: but you'll Mm -hmm. (laughs) bring up more questions as you're speaking. Um, Mm. As you've been responding in our session just today, I'm realizing more and more how important family is to you. And I would love for you to kind of share a bit more about that and, you know, why are they of, of significance to you or, or important to you? And, you know, what are your hopes for uh, your family um, in the next few years?
1: Yeah. Um, family is the nucleus of everything. And, you know, it, I find it funny when people say, oh, my family is so important to me. Yeah, that's the default. It's important to <laughs> yes. all of us, but your family is your legacy, you know, if somebody's talking uh, about you, in regards to, okay, me as a doctor, some patients may have been really touched by my care for them, but I was just at one point in their life, family, your children, your grandchildren, you're continuously in their lives. They are the ones who will, will you know, write your eulogy, or they will be the ones who are most impacted by you. Um, and they're, yeah, they're the ones that you will impact the most, you'll impact them more than you will somebody that you come into contact with a few times you know in their life or somebody you work with for a year or two so what you impart in your children can live forever right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well thank you so much oprah i think this is lovely i think you've really kind of just dropped some nuggets some words of wisdom particularly for those who want to get into your field and I think you've allowed us to kind of take a, a walk through your, your life a bit and to really understand, you know, what you value the most. And I, I love how you just ended on family like this. So It's really, really great to, to have you speak to that. And thank you again for joining the show. Thank you, Mrs. Henshaw. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. Great. Thank you. Take care. See you soon. Bye. And for those who would like to get in touch with us, please do reach out to us. We're currently on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram handle is at www.realtalk, And our Facebook handle is Women Working Well. Uh, So do search us. Um, We'd love to hear from you. Do comment, like, share. Share again to your networks. Um, We do want to hear from you. So until next time, this is your host, Attin Henshaw, and we're signing out from Women Working Well. Have a great rest of the week. Take care.